play is how we escape to a higher order. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to play with a problem to solve it. If you're not clear on your purpose, mission and vision, you're not clear on who you are, your business is going to grow in a direction that isn't congruent with who you really are. If you have a very clear purpose, it's very difficult for you to get knocked off the course. You guys had another founding partner. What happened with that? Fortunately, it wasn't, wasn't right he, for him. It wasn't right for him. How important it is to have a logo? You don't need a logo. You should treat your organization as a growing, living organism. It's evolving and changing. If you can't explain to me why you exist, yeah. I can't really get on your yeah. bandwagon with it. In the world that we're moving into now, we're not making content. What are you doing? You can't become a master without a master. And we started the wild ride of running a business. Straight out of uni with no clients. <laughs> zero experience, zero mentorship. We were just making it work. The worst advice you have ever received. Get a job. All right, team, let me tell you, first of all, you look amazing. I love your style. I love the shirts. I love the hats, going fishing, and I love the lobster sandals. Tom, please show show how, one of the sandals. How do I do Bring this? it up. Just bring it up. <laughs> look at that. Yes, look at the these beautiful things. Sandals. Look at that. Comfort, is that. Beautiful. Yeah, sick. All right. Well, if you're new here, my name is Nelson, and I'm the host of the Creative Grid podcast, a space committed to help creatives, entrepreneurs become successful in all areas of life. And we do that by inviting amazing, extraordinary individuals to hey. teach us everything we need to know to achieve success. Today, we have two legends. It's the first episode in which I have two guests at the same time. So as you can tell, the space, we're making it work because it's pretty tight in here. But since we're family, it doesn't matter. We'll talk about that in a bit. But today's guests, they are creative entrepreneurs. They're podcasters and they're founding partners of Wordplay Studio. Please welcome the legends, Tom and Riggs. What an intro. Nelson. How are you, team? Was that good enough? Good enough intro? That was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. There's one, there's one thing you do is, is pump people up and uh, that's it. We always look forward to coming coming in uh, in conversation with you and just getting pumped up. So. Yeah. And you, you might say that like jokingly, but energy is everything, isn't it? Like if you carry energy around you that people feel connected to and they feel like you know what every time i'm around this guy or this girl like they pump me up you know i feel energized yeah. i feel like i can take over the world you you want to connect with those people you want to network right yeah, so yeah. it should be the same either for friends for partners for business relationships like every client that i work with it i'm excited to work with them i bring my energy to to our projects to set to whatever we're doing and they're usually, you know, they reflect that energy back. They're like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. We're, we're doing epic stuff together and, and it's awesome. So, Tom, Ricks, can you give us a brief description of who you are and what you do? Yeah, should I go Take for it? Take it away. Okay. <laughs> so, we are transformation designers. So, basically, what we do is we work with organizations to take them through a transformational journey, like whether that's a cultural transformation or a, a brand transformation or any kind of like complex problem solving, digital transformations a, a lot as well. So, 
you know, we it's a collaborative design process. We've been trained in a design methodology uh, called MG Taylor, uh, where we yeah bring groups of people together and and design an event or a series of events to help them to collaboratively solve that problem. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, and we also do a lot of creative output too. So there's that side of things, the the collaboration design and the problem solving, and then there's also the capability that we have in house to, you know, do campaigns, visual identities like branding, websites, you name it. We can we can uh, yeah. create pretty much most things. Or we uh, have people like you in our network that we collaborate with to get yeah. things done. Yeah, yeah, because so. we have, we have work together and yeah. hopefully we'll be together in future massive projects. That's the plan. Um, can you ex tell us how did you guys happen to meet each other? How did everything start? <laughs> Good question. We met, uh, I think it was 2011, wasn't it? Uh, and we, so, yeah. we studied at, uh, at Billy Blue College in, in Sydney and uh, I uh, went there pretty much straight after school. Rick's had a bit more uh, life experience before getting there, uh, which is a, another story in itself, I guess. But we got put into a, a f our first assignment of the three-year degree together doing a condom brand called Helmet, <laughs> <laughs> which, we, which we created. And, uh, and yeah. I don't know what happened. We just never stopped working together. Pretty much from that moment onwards, we've, um, we just kept going and stuck together through the three years of the course and developed a friendship around work and projects. And mm -hmm. ever since, uh, we've been doing it. So that's what, like 12, 11 years ago. Yeah. So it was love at first side, was it? A <laughs> <laughs> love at first project. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like you guys go to uni together and all these things. And afterwards, how does the conversation of like, hey, let's go into business together happen? Uh, well, I think that happened a bit later. I think it was like we finished uni and then I went off to do my beer stuff because I was really into craft beer. So I'd kind of started a craft beer brand and was working on that uh, and Tom had already kind of started doing design work kind of it was it was a jazz cats thing wasn't it and then wordplay did you want to yeah wordplay kind of trend well yeah I, I came from a, a like a street art graffiti sort of background so I was I was sort of playing around with also like a little project it wasn't really a business at the time it was trying to be a business but had absolutely no mm. no experience right mm. doing things but we're making clothing and stuff and then it started taking on clients um, at the same time and sort of needed to break the the clothing and the kind of image of being I guess graffiti slash you know street art vibe to something more um, design focused, client focused. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is going way back. So at the time it was, it was much smaller kind of than where we are now. We've evolved, we've mm. gone through so many evolutions mm -hmm. of wordplay since then. But, uh, pretty much I, uh, I reached out to Rick's like we're in contact, we're hanging out mm -hmm. still yeah. anyway. Um, we knew what each other were up to and we knew we worked like we tested the relationship, mm. like we were already working together, um, a lot before. So we just kind of trialed it out and, Mm -hmm. and uh, set up Wordplay as a company in 2015 mm -hmm. and started the wild ride of running a business. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out of uni with no clients. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Zero <laughs> experience, zero mentorship, zero everything. Just we had, we yeah. had took the big leap. Yeah, yeah. We, we were like doing all kinds of, we were just making it work. Like we're working second, third jobs at the same time. Mm -hmm. Working out of like, like we're in Sydney at, the, at this point, working out of like Surrey Hills Library and just where, like my living room, which is like a like 
about the size of this room here. Um, but it was like my actual place with my ex-girlfriend back then. It was yeah. like, so we were, just, we were just like, yeah, just, Making it just work. going for it. Just yeah. going for it. And uh, yeah. What, why do you call it Warply? Well, that's also an interesting one because it's kind of evolved. Like the original meaning, originally it came from uh, Luke, uh, who I was working with at the time, who was also uh, one of the one of the original co-founders of Wordplay back back then. He um, he came up with the name, and it was from a Tribe Called Quest song. You know the the rap group Tribe Called Quest, like '90s hip hop from yeah. New York. But they're, they're sick. But uh, we were really big fans of them, and mm-hmm. there was this song called Wordplay, and I don't know why it just stuck. It just clicked. And, then, and since then, it's really... It really, really works. Like, there's all these things that have come to us through mm-hmm. the evolution of our business mm-hmm. that have just emerged, like, you know, the lobster thing. But the word, word, like, just that word play, because of the work that we do, it's collaboration design. We're playing with words. You know, we do a lot of works with p- purpose statements, logo design. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really this element of play that's very important mm-hmm. because, you know, for our work, there's a belief that play is how we escape to a higher order. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to play with a problem to solve it. You need to have fun with a problem to solve it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, it really works. And there's been so many things like, like that and like, like it's it's interesting because when you go th- start going on the journey with the business, there's these little things that you pick up along the way that become really integral to your your story, like mm-hmm. the name or like the lobsters or like these little symbols or motifs and things that just sort of like I don't know naturally just pop up and you resonate with them, and then they just yeah. you keep as you keep moving, you build more meaning into it yeah. over time. The more you tell your story, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows, yeah. you know, Wordplay will probably, you know, ask us again in 10 years and it'll probably mean something even more, yeah. um, you know, evolved yeah. than it does now. So what does the lobster means? Yeah, the lobster is a, a symbol of transformation. So mm. that came to us. Um, that one is around, a lobster is a soft, mushy creature that lives inside a rigid shell. and Which sometimes we eat. I was gonna say, do you eat them or not? No, no. Actually, like when you talk to um, original peoples here from Australia, they don't mm. eat their own totems. So mm. we've kind of taken that on. We're yeah. not gonna okay, eat I like that. Like, I like you gotta, that. You gotta yeah. take care of your totem yeah. and yeah. respect your totem. But yeah, we're good. Not, lobsters are not food for us. Yeah, good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they're a, they're a soft, mushy creature that live inside a rigid shell and they'll be restricted in their growth at some point, you know, mm-hmm. and they go through stress and adversity and then they have to crack out of that shell. Mm-hmm. They're vulnerable, they're soft, they're squishy, you know, that they, they mm-hmm. got to scuttle under a rock and kind of hide for a little bit and then wait to that new shell to harden. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then they grow, they, they'll eventually outgrow of that one. So it's just really speaks to like transformation. You know, it's a constant process, the mm-hmm. vulnerability and the, and the stress and the adversity that's involved in that. And yeah, really speaks to the work that we do at Wordplay. Yeah, and it's such a good metaphor, hey, for just life in general and, yeah. and what it means to be a human being that sometimes you just have to go through the pain of change and you need to hold on and eventually things will get better. Eventually you will yeah. have this new, you know, a version of yourself that will allow you to 
continue to grow and explore new boundaries, you know, and whatever you're doing. So I really like the the totem that you have of the lobster. Yeah. I need to find one for myself. Yeah, right? we, yeah, we we'll find you one. Lobster, lobster I, I, I haven't <laughs> thought I haven't thought of it. Like, but when I hear you speak about the lobster, I'm like, fuck, I need one. Yeah. I, I so always one thought about one. sharks. So I feel like I'm kind of like a shark or something. But what yeah. if you stop, you die? Um, you know, those sharks if they stop swimming, they. Do they actually? Yeah, then yeah, they they can't. They need to keep moving forward to have the oxygen come through their gills. Oh, good, good to know. Then I'll be an orca. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a shark because they also eat sharks. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the lobsters just like and like exactly one of those things. It's like being. It just came out of Rick's found this or got um, shown this video years ago, and it just became this real like yeah. significant yeah. thing. And obviously, like when you're running a business or you're an entrepreneur or somebody yeah. out on their own, you know, you can really um, empathize with the lobster because there's a lot of times where you're feeling really uncomfortable. Yeah. And that stress is, you know, there's there's good stress and there's bad stress, but stress is, is required to transform. You know, totally. you get to a point where you're 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 maxing out where you your current situation, and you need to go through some sort of you know yeah. risky and stressful situation in order to grow so it's like yes. whenever you feel like you're kind of stagnant is usually the time when you're like okay it's time to make like a lobster and shed some shells <laughs> yeah completely completely yeah so as soon as you're not stressed yeah. you know there, there should be a, a problem there needs yeah to be stress some- is good the, mi- the minute you start getting becoming familiar with stress and understanding like oh actually stress is just playing on the same side as me you know it's pushing me to new levels mm-hmm. and to new places and to new people and to new approaches so having stress is good if you don't have good stress, stress good stress is good then yeah then exactly then there's the other side of it too right? yeah, no. yeah exactly <laughs> there's that, that other one. stress that you shouldn't have you know you should have your minimize, ways of, of of dealing with it right um talk to me about purpose mission vision because you guys are experts on this field so can you explain first of all what's the difference between the three of them and why is it important for businesses and organizations to have a clear purpose mission Mm -hmm. vision i'll take it (laughs) well uh it's something that like i think it for us it's been natural why we sort of specialize in in purpose and mission and vision this sort of stuff is literally because that's why we started wordplay in the beginning it's like we knew we had something that was driving us that wasn't a financial outcome or you know there's something greater driving us to create wordplay in the beginning that's why we never went and worked at other agencies and and we just had this sort of entrepreneurial flair you know mm-hmm. this calling mm-hmm. um so it's sort of like inherent in our in our lives like it's just kind of what i don't know you can probably trace it back to even like childhood and stuff you know mm-hmm. just doing 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 things yourself and mm-hmm. you know i've heard stories about ricks as a kid too <laughs> probably goes goes right back but um but purpose purpose is uh the reason why you exist it's it's um and there's two parts to it it's the contribution you make and the impact it has um a lot of people get uh purpose confused like they say that they've got a purpose and then they say something that doesn't uh actually it it might be more mission orientated like action steps or or a future state so purpose is why you exist it's the reason why you get out of bed it's the uh it's it can it's not industry specific it's the reason that really drives you and and allows you to um you know it's it's an all-star like like rick's love to say then your vision is the future state so what the world's looks like look like once you've fulfilled your purpose um so 
you can't really come up with a vision right until you've you're clear on your purpose or at least have a sense of it to be able to know where you're where you're heading mm-hmm. um and then your mission are the steps in order in order to get there then the more action orientated things um you know that you can break off into more uh strategic and and um detailed steps in the plan mm-hmm. uh, which can be a bit more malleable than the purpose and the vision are, are more I guess higher level broad like, set, um, yeah. like things that you're probably not going to change it's like something like pure to you or pure to your organization of why it really exists and it's not going to change whether if there's some big change in the world and you have to completely shift the way you work and the way you like your purpose will actually help you jive and change uh, help you uh, come to solutions through that change and help you approach change because you're acting from your purpose it's not your purpose should never change based on your you know what's happening it's to you. yeah it's not like an external thing you know it comes from in- internal it's mm. like what guides you to make decisions and things Mm -hmm. like that. And it's like that really just forms the basis of a system. Like when you're designing a computer system or software system or something like that, you need like a start point and you need an end point so that the system can correct itself. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have that, you don't really have any kind of point of reference or context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what Tom's talking about there, the mission, like the mission might change because you might have a, a certain mission this next five years or 10 years, but then maybe that evolves and changes over time. You know, mm-hmm. the world is changing rapidly, exponentially, mm-hmm. uh, quickly. And um, yeah, so that might, that might update. Yeah. yeah. And why it's important is like, it's a real, and, and we, you know, one of our, our core capabilities and passions is, is branding, you know, Mm -hmm. um, not just the, the, what a logo is, but really what branding is and branding for us Mm -hmm. is, is something really deep. It touches into identity, you know, as, Mm -hmm. as a, as a people, as a group of people, like in an organization or, you know, it's a tribal sort of thing. It's, it's, it's common belief. It's common language. It's, Mm -hmm. it is symbolism, like your logo and your colors and things. It's the way that you're identifying and, Mm -hmm. and, um, and showing up in the world and, and, uh, with, with your common, you know, folk with your people. Mm -hmm. Um, so purpose, uh, mission, vision really plays into that because when you think of, you know, if you relate it to tribes or, or strong groups of people, Mm -hmm. um, that they have a very strong sense of purpose, why the, why the group of people exists, why the tribe exists. And the more strong that is, the more strong their culture is. Uh, so really, you know, for us, um, we don't look at brand and, and, uh, and organizations just from this, that like, uh, from that, level of like okay you do your branding it's a visual thing you do this it's 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 simple like we really look at everything as a as a holistic system that works together and it's really Mm -hmm. about identity um and your purpose mission and vision is if you're not clear on your purpose mission and vision you're not clear on who you are and therefore your business is going to grow in a direction that you that isn't congruent with Mm -hmm. who you really are where where you're going it's Mm -hmm. just a business to achieve some sort of outcome like make mm-hmm. money or get this many users or do these things which are kind of like every business should have those those things but they're not mm-hmm. the reason why you're in business they're the mm-hmm. they're the um, key things that you need to have within a business like you know money and goals and and users or whatever it is but it's mm-hmm. it's not what is driving the business it's not what's driving the culture of the organization mm-hmm. that's something much deeper and and uh and really yeah. taps into identity and it's like if you don't have the, those things your organization can essentially go through a midlife crisis you know Mm -hmm. like an identity crisis Mm -hmm. we see a lot of that actually um it's no different to a human being you know it's an organism it's a it's an it's a yeah you should treat your 
organization as a growing living organism you know it's mm -hmm. evolving and changing mm -hmm. and improving the whole way through it shouldn't mm -hmm. be left stagnant and purpose is probably the biggest impact on your bottom line because if you have employees you know if they're not engaged they're not engaged with the purpose the purpose is the biggest driver of engagement especially mm. this age with you know millennials that you know if you, you hear about these stories or you listen to simon sinek talking mm. a lot of these millennials they want to work in purpose-led organizations mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's the if you want to increase engagement that's the go-to mm -hmm. um and in fact i just listened to this amazing podcast the other day um done by oxford business school and um sae business school and Ernst Young and it's called 2050 and they're talking about some of these transformation projects and they're saying that purpose is the, the, the one of the biggest reasons why certain transformation prog um, projects are successful is because they have a very clear purpose and the reason for that is and this probably is, is a good message for, for entrepreneurs who are just starting out if you have a very clear purpose it's very difficult for you to get knocked off the course because you're like, you know why you're doing it. You have a very strong why. And you imagine that when you have a team of people on a, on a, on a transformation journey, which can be quite messy. It's not a linear process at all. Yeah. And it's very challenging, especially for, for leadership. Mm. And you don't necessarily have all the answers. You're learning as you go and mm -hmm. you're evolving as you go. So if you have a clear why that you can share with your team, you know, and to be definitive about it, mm -hmm. it, it means that you're going to stay on course and yes. you're going to believe you, you believe in the process that you're going through. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, can you give an example? Cause I really want people to understand the difference between these three and maybe even take some time to just reflect on their own business or yeah. themselves like, okay, what's my purpose what's the mission what's my my yeah. vision for it so can you give the example of wordplay yeah. and then maybe some sort of like google okay. or apple okay. example we can, we can do that so wordplay's purpose is we exist to facilitate ectasis so that together we realize our full potential so that's our purpose statement. That's why we exist. What's ectasis? Ectasis is mm -hmm. when a lobster sheds its sh mm -hmm. shell, right? So it's about, you know, enabling others to peel out of that old shell and to grow the new shell for them to grow, design the new shell for them to grow into. Don't our, tell me you're not learning a bunch of words <laughs> on this episode. And that's, and that's the thing that meant in creating that purpose statement, because one of our values is love to learn. Mm -hmm. The fact that someone's learning something, it, it, it always inspires a question, the same question, mm. what's ectasis? So you're already engaging in a dialogue by sharing the purpose statement. So it kind of works for us in the, in the yeah. way. So we've been particular about the words that we choose. Potential, human potential, or like, you know, full potential. That's a nod to our teachers in, in mm -hmm. who designed this methodology mm -hmm. that we used back in the mm -hmm. 1970s. Mm -hmm. That was a, the human potential movement was a really big part of that mm -hmm. evolution of that uh, method mm -hmm. so it was important for us to have that in there so mm. also had a lot of great music of the time that's <laughs> right so our purpose again we exist to facilitate ectasis so that together we realize our full potential mm -hmm. and that's us also learning it's together we're also learning we're also mm -hmm. realizing our potential by enabling them it's a mm -hmm. two-way you know process yeah um, then our vision is planet Earth as a garden and work of art for all life. Mm. So that speaks to collaboration, you know, us designing our future together as a society, as a, as a global, uh, you know, citizenship or 
you know, us together designing what we want the world to be, our future. And then our um, mission statement is uh, we facilitate emergent co-design experiences that steward purpose, transformation, and new ways of working. So those are like the doing things. Those are how we actually do it. We do, you know, purpose stuff. We do transformation. Mm-hmm. It's all about co-design. It's about emergence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about forcing ideas or outcomes. It's about mm-hmm. creating environments for those ideas to come to fruition. It's about mm-hmm. group genius. It's about inspiring people to remember what they already know. Mm-hmm. And and these three pieces and there's more um, to it as you as you get into it, but they would really work as a system, you know. And you can't, uh, well, you can you can get the essence of your purpose. And and for us, I think I don't know when we actually articulated our purpose, but it wasn't right at the beginning. You know, it's a bit of a work in progress. It's a it's a process of self discovery as mm-hmm. a as a human, as an individual, and as a group of people. If you're working mm-hmm. in an organization and you're you're leading this this kind of purpose shift towards purpose and and, and discovering it for mm-hmm. yourselves um, because it's something that exists already you don't have to create your you don't create your purpose it it's already exists you're just trying to un um, mm. take off the layers mm. and get down to the core of why mm. it really is that you're here you know the, yeah. the real essence of, of why you exist and 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 that really like it's a, it's it's cool because once you get it it, it clicks and, and 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 it and it works as a system so when you have to look at it all together. You can't mm. go, because your purpose might then be half, like a lot of times when we're, we're facilitating people to do their purpose, it is a, mm. it's a process of iteration. So, you know, we might get the purpose and then they might get a vision and a mission and then it's kind of like, okay, but it kind of says a bit of this in the vision, which mm. is more like a mission. And then it's like, okay, do another mm. version, do another version. Mm. You refine it down until you get something where every word is, is, is speaking to a very particular thing. You know, words are, are, are spells. So we craft, like these statements are really, um, really designed and, and very articulate of, of mm. something. It's making your real essence um, tactile in a way or making yeah. it um, heard. Yeah, being articulated for being all the people. Arti- yeah. Being to art- yeah. able to articulate it because once you articulate it, you know, then you can start manifesting things around it. If you can't explain to me why you exist, yeah. I can't really get on your, you know, your yeah. bandwagon with it. But yeah. if you're really clear... And you know exactly why you exist and you can ab- you're able to articulate that to people, then people can resonate with that and they go, oh yeah, I'm into yeah. that too. You're my kind of person. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a critical part of, of yeah. building an organization. We've invested a lot of time in ourselves doing that as we should, because that's what we, you know, we practice what we preach. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it, you can just you can just dive into it, and each every single word is 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 really meaning something. But you know, you get there through iteration. Yeah, and and clarity is fundamental in order to get whatever you want to achieve in life, right? Like I know exactly what I want, and that's why I will get it. You know, because I, I have such a clear vision of the things that I will achieve, how everything will look like, the kind of car I will be driving, the kind of network I will have around me, the kind of things and services I will be providing for the world, you know, like the kind of people I'm aiming to help. So if you're not clear on anything you want to achieve, how can you even get there? It's like a boat that leaves the shore and it's just going to get lost in sea unless you know like okay we're heading to x island yeah it doesn't matter how long it takes it doesn't matter what's the route that we have to take but we need to leave the shore first of all we need to be 
brave enough to leave the shore and then have a clear vision of how that island looks like in order to get there. Otherwise, you're just going to get lost. But let's say someone is listening to it and they're like, okay, I'm sold. I need to clarify my purpose, mission, vision. What are some steps to, to do that? Um, well, they can, they can join our Purpose Accelerator, which mm. we're running in, um, in Feb- uh, well, this month, actually. Mm. Uh, but, uh, uh, and we can share more, maybe you can share more about that on the, on the link or something. But mm. um, there are some steps. I, th- I think there is a logical process to doing it. It is emergent, but there mm. is kind of like a logical process, right? It's just kind of like the why statement, I think Tom mentioned before, was like it's got two parts. It's got we exist too. Mm-hmm. the contribution you're making so that which is the impact that you're having mm-hmm. so if you can kind of just nut out like what's all the contributions i make as a as a person or an organization mm-hmm. okay these are all the things that i contribute mm-hmm. uh what's the impact that i'm having you know by that contribution okay mm-hmm. well these are all, all these things and i like to put them on cards and then you can kind of just like match them up you know you can mm-hmm. play interact with it play around with it mm-hmm. and you might find that there's things that just naturally glue together you know it just you you'll you'll see something that will jump out at you and i think the real the real trick is to sleep on it Mm. uh, sleep on it at least twice Mm -hmm. and also um yeah just allow yourself to have fun with it and and ask why you know keep asking why 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 like to get to the essence of it because a lot of the times with purpose statements people write the purpose statement but it's kind of like more of a a what mm-hmm. you know that that's the trick it's I like okay it oh, it's, okay well why 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 are you doing that and then once you kind of get through that enough times then you'll kind of you'll you, you'll be able to strip it back to get to the essence of it yeah and um it also you need to understand the definitions and how they work together because like uh, i think i mentioned before but it's it's really um apparent everywhere you see you know go on somebody's website you click the about page Mm. and it says our purpose to be the yeah something and it's like that's not you can already tell that's not a purpose statement it's It's gonna that's some aspiration it might not even be a vision statement Mm. or or, you know it'd be just some other description of what they're kind of wanting to do with the business which is not a purpose uh, vision maybe it's a part of a mission Mm. so it's really about understanding the the definitions too and and learning from case studies too a lot of the work um, we do with with people is take them through what successful uh, purpose-led organizations look like and how Mm -hmm. they got there and what their purposes are so there's a whole bunch of amazing case studies out there uh, which we include in our purpose accelerator Mm. Uh, we've got a whole resource library of, mm-hmm. of um of things but you can also check out our instagram we've got a um if you go back a little bit there's a whole bunch of like old uh, like not old but like um tiles different style that from what we're currently posting mm-hmm. which have a lot of uh breakdowns of of purpose mission vision uh, mm-hmm. i think you've ch- checked them out before haven't you yeah, yeah so they're, they're a good resource as well yeah it's just really like you got to kind of expand your thinking as well like because mm-hmm. you can't solve a problem with the same thinking that's created it so like as far as the vision goes, once you've got that purpose, and then you, then the next step is to do the vision. Mm-hmm. But you've got to really stretch your thinking as to what that future could look like because mm-hmm. if you're doing it from now mm-hmm. and you're not exploring, like bringing in all these ideas around what's going on, like at a lot of these uh, events, like for example – at the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. there's a reason that they bring in futurists mm. as part of the design team and science fiction writers and things like that because they, these people are exploring 
the future, technologies of today, what's the potential, what what mm. are the things, how far can we stretch the human mind? I mean, I'm not I'm not a, a fan of a lot of stuff that's going on there, mm. but mm. but uh, you can definitely see why they they would do that, and I think that there's you know there's opportunity to do that in another context, but as far as a business goes. Yeah, expand your thinking. Mm. Really kind of go to the future. Actually, a lot of the assignments that we write for vision statements are actually putting that person in the future, 40 mm -hmm. years in the future, mm -hmm. and actually writing a speech mm. to peers or some mm -hmm. kind of ceremony mm -hmm. in that time frame so that they, they're looking back. They're already creating the hindsight mm -hmm. before they... They, they get there, you know? Yeah. yeah, okay. And a lot of the, the the work when we've done this, we don't do it in our regular day-to-day -day environment. You know, we've we've uh, invested the time and, and resources or whatever it is. We've had many sabbaticals over the years. Mm -hmm. It's a very um, important part of, of the work or our development as, as people and mm -hmm. as, uh, as business owners um, is leaving the environment that you're in going somewhere like Rick's mm -hmm. saying to expand the thinking some new fresh environment usually we like to do it in nature because you know that's a great way to just drop right into what's what's real reality yeah. and and um and 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 do that because then you're really approaching it with a fresh perspective and yeah. because you're gonna be limited in your you know if you're in the same chair that you work at trying to nut it out that you do all your editing at or you know writing all your emails it's like you've, you've got that playing out like you need to break that mm -hmm. step away and really create the space for expansion yeah. and and the time and invest the time and 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 resources to do it properly um and not rush the process yeah cool um i'm curious about you guys had a, another founding partner um what happened with that? Because I think it's always interest to know, like, okay, why mm. did certain relationship didn't work out? Cause some people might be listening to this or something, and they're very early in the process, and they may be about to start a business or yeah. thinking of starting a business with a friend or a colleague or whatever. Like, what has been your experience first with that person that is no longer part of Warplay, and then with each other, like working? Because obviously, there's a different dynamic of doing it by yourself or doing it with a friend um so i'm curious to hear what like what happened first in, with that person and then what how hard or how have you been able to keep running a business together as as friends and stuff that's off hats off to you for being a, a solopreneur and <laughs> English as your second language and doing what you're doing here in Australia. Like, <laughs> Thanks. You know, cause it's so different. Like I can't, I can't really imagine what it's like. Cause like we work as a team, like as a, mm -hmm. as a duo in the, in, in, with our business. So you've always got somebody to bounce ideas mm -hmm. off. So for you to do what you're doing, it's just like, that is the, the creative grit right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is the creative grit. Yes. So, uh, yeah. so, um, but to answer your question, uh, fortunately, it was early on in the piece, you know. It, 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 oh, I can't remember what we, year it was. No, but there was a bit of a story there. Tom and Luke were like, really good friends growing mm -hmm. up. They, mm -hmm. they both grew up in Cronulla together, mm -hmm. were childhood friends. And, mm -hmm. you know, they were kind of actually the ones who really started forming wordplay in the beginning mm -hmm. before I came on board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Luke's a really amazing designer, very talented, mm -hmm. amazing illustrator, very creative guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then yeah just it was a it's a very stressful th thing and very challenging thing to 
get a business off the ground and it, we had to go through so many evolutions like when mm. you start with nothing mm. you're, you're starting to build a portfolio for like cafes or like you know mm. and you're doing it undercutting because you need to build the trust yeah. so then you build a portfolio then you got to burn that portfolio to build the next portfolio because yeah. you want to get the next clients up you don't yeah. want these clients anymore yeah. and you're doing the same thing there and then you're burning that one then you're going up and you're yeah. burning that one now eight years later we're working on national brands and yeah. you know we just did some really great work for surf life saving australia and mm. we've been working in you know high stakes events mm. and and doing a lot of stuff we just designed australia's community refugee placement program so we've you know we've we've had to build up to that and it's taken a lot of toll i think on mm. on us and we've really had to grow through it but i imagine like like in conversations with luke it just and understandably mm -hmm. you know it's it wasn't wasn't wasn't, wasn't right he, for him it wasn't right for him yeah and we we grew up together mm. like Rick's is saying so we had it was a natural progression through like we used to have prior projects together um mm. working on things in the in the street art scene and um you know as I don't know, late teens, kind of early 20s sort of mm. age bracket. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess it gets to a point where you need to, you know, assess are you, are you really committed to this, you know? Yeah. Like for us, we, you know, there's been times where we've, we've uh, questioned or, you know, we're always kind of questioning who we are and where we're going. It's a mm -hmm. constant process. Um, so I think for Luke, it was just, it, it became clear for him Early, earlier on, you know, mm. uh, we're probably dri <laughs> probably driving a bit crazy too because yeah. Tom and I are very intense. But we were, we were also living yeah, together. That was the other thing. But we decided. <laughs> the to three do of you living no, no, together. So we decided that was another thing that came out of a sabbatical. Was <laughs> Tom had this idea? He was like, "We need to live together because if we can't live together, how are we going to have a business together?" So then we all we got this house in <laughs> Erskineville, yeah. and we all lived together. And it was during that process of living together that Luke was like, "I'm out." Yeah. It would either, I thought it would just either speed up the process of what was inevitable yeah. or it would make us just break. stronger than ever. Yeah. No, like, yeah, it would either yeah, make us break or, or yeah. make or break. And um, it was, you know, everybody thought we were nuts doing it. You know, anyone I knew was like, what the fuck are you guys yeah. up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, no, trust me. Yeah. But, you know, and um, that really did intensify things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've... Uh, you know, and like Rick said, we're kind of intense, so we kind of thrive in intense environments yeah. sometimes. <laughs> you know, we're going to learn to pair it back sometimes, yeah. Uh, yeah. with, with uh, especially um, <laughs> with projects and things. And sometimes. clients, like we can be a bit bullish on things, and it, you know, mm -hmm. it can be a bit, a bit really, much. Really passionate. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that was that was it, and I think I think that you know that served its purpose. Yeah. That experiment. Mm -hmm. Tom and I and still live together. Yeah. Uh, we still work together, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Any tips for anyone that would do something similar to this? Okay, I'm going to work with a friend. We're going to start a business together. We're even considering maybe moving together. Yeah. What are tips that, yeah. from your experience, will save yeah. them pain and, you know, help them to actually thrive together? So, so I, would, I would say that's the same as any relationship. You know, it's like that's why this purpose, mission, vision stuff is really important. Mm -hmm. It's like what's the shared vision? What's the shared vision of the of the organization? Even it might evolve over time, but and, and that that might you might iterate on that. But it's like get clear on why you're there and where you're headed, mm -hmm. so that you can keep the thing on course. And I think it's also around articulating values, mm -hmm. and it's also resolution, like how mm -hmm. you actually resolve conflict yes. and when things happen. Important. And like being able to talk talk it out 
when things do happen and creating safety for that to happen. Or doing jujitsu <laughs> if, if it requires yeah, that. Yeah. Strangle, <laughs> strangle each other. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 it. We you know we also through that process where we where we where Luke left the business, mm -hmm. we also got like a marriage counselor. This lady Diana. <laughs> A marriage counselor. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. she is really. Is she I think she's like yeah. a counselor. She she's like a marriage counselor. Not, not a business mentor. No, she marriage, does. I guess she was into yeah. business. She was like a business, like. But I think she, she dealt with couples. She came, yeah. yeah. Okay. She yeah, yeah she's cool. She and she helped us. You know, we had each individual. We had mm. individually. We had sessions. Then mm -hmm. we had group sessions with her. So we kind of did it in a way like we we got a facilitator to help us through that. Mm -hmm. to successfully uh, sort of separate it yeah what, what was the best advice she gave oh i don't know well she gave us that world play thing that was probably the <laughs> thing that came out that was what, later, what is that that was later oh that was later yeah huh? <laughs> oh that maybe that's a bit off topic but she gave us she goes no like we were talking about our brand and everything she goes no you guys aren't word play you're world play you're about <laughs> world, your world play and I, it's got me thinking about some other spin-off things that we could do in, in terms of collaboration you know yeah Do we start a people's forum? Do we start a world people's forum where we can create opportunities for us as, as yeah. you know, people, citizens of planet Earth yeah. to design the future rather than these crazy people in Davos? But, um, yeah, anyway, but I don't know. Would she give us any good advice? Well, I, I feel like... <laughs> I, <laughs> she even did a good no, job. No, she did a good she, job. She, yeah, she, she did a great, great. job. I, she I, was think, great. I think it was very wise of us in the first place to get an external um, person to facilitate mm -hmm. the, the, um, the process because she allowed everybody to say what they needed to say. Mm -hmm. She facilitated a few conversations with all three of us at the table like this, mm -hmm. going through the motions and, and sharing how each, like first we sat down with her individually, then she brought us all together to mm -hmm. voice, just be heard basically by everybody. Like you couldn't butt in and jump in on top of somebody. It was like, okay, yeah. you've had your time to say what you need to say. And that I think really, was it was important and um you know and and just in general like investing in things like that whether it's like like coaches or you know whatever trippy people that will give you some crazy insights like you know there's so much I, I find like that so so important like when you look back at these moments where you've you've got somebody um to help you get through something mm -hmm. uh is always valuable i find you know every time that you know, personally or with WordPlay, we've engaged somebody externally to help us, you mm -hmm. know, sh transform, shed the shell. It's always, it's always worth it than trying to do it yourself because you can't really see the forest from the trees a lot, a lot of the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I back that all the time. Yeah, and teachers, you find teachers. Teachers come to you like through, mm. like we have, we've just had the craziest hero's journey with our methodology, mm. meeting our teachers and things like that. Mm. It's pretty crazy how people... You know, it just happens to appear at the right time. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're on the path, when you when you're on your yeah. on your the journey, that it, it it has happened exactly the same for me since I decided. You know, which decision you talked about it in a <laughs> podcast it means to kill every other option. Um, yeah, when I decided, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm making videos. I'm gonna make a full time living out of this of telling stories. Yeah. Um, 
it just happens to be that eventually you start meeting your mentors along the way. And at the time, back then, I didn't see them as mentors. Now I look back and I reflect, and I'm like, hmm, that was a mentor right there. I, I should have maybe asked more questions or this or that or whatever. Now I'm more, because of the learning experience, I'm more aware. Yeah. Once you get awareness, self-awareness is everything. Your mind and, and being aware of who you are, where you're going, what you're doing, what and meeting the right people that will tell you the things that you don't know you don't know it's one of the biggest secrets of get to where you want to get yeah. it's meeting the people that can tell you the shit that you just shine, don't know you don't get know get the torch out and shine them in those shadows yes ah, yes, <laughs> yes. That, well our teacher our teachers like when matt matt taylor like i can tell you a little bit of story about that because mm. it was pretty amazing that mm. but he rec like when they talk about mastery you can't become a master it without a master. Mm -hmm. You can't because it takes multiple lifetimes mm -hmm. of knowledge to gain mastery that gets passed down. So mm -hmm. you can't have mastery in one lifetime. Yep. So it's like, yeah, so if you, you know, if you're going to train with, if you do jiu-jitsu and you're just going to train with white belts and you never roll with a black belt, you're not going to get the level of mastery. It just, it's it's not going to happen. You're going to stay stagnant at some That's stage. right. And you don't know what else is out there. You don't know what yeah. you don't know. But um, with our our journey, we were we we were very lucky. We well, we created that opportunity for ourselves at um, where we got incubated at the Michael Crouch Innovation Center at UNSW. And... Uh, you know, we were working out of Surrey Hills Library and there was an opportunity where we could design some marketing collateral for this new innovation center that was starting up at the MCIC. And so we did that. They were very impressed with the work that we did. And then the COO there, Brad Ferber, who's this VC from Seattle, really awesome, awesome guy. Um, he gave us the opportunity to, to be on the incubation program. And then within a, a week or so of being there, uh, Matt and Gail Taylor, who are these master designers, transformation designers, just incredible. They're in their 80s now. Mm. They pretty much are like the grandmother and grandfather of, of co-design. Um, and there's a big, big story and history there. But um, they actually ran a three-day design shop at the MCIC within our first week. Mm. Um, and we got to be participants. And our minds were just blown by the experience that we had we really grew in those three days and we couldn't believe mm. what had just happened mm -hmm. and we had no idea who they were mm. you know they're just incredible he's a um matt taylor was a he used to work with frank lloyd wright who's a really famous architect building big buildings in in uh, new york city and uh, and gail was a montessori school teacher mm. so they 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 had this method, which was around bringing those, you know, the design together with this element of play and, and emergent learning mm. and, you know, creating design processes and frameworks and all this other metaphysical stuff, you know, from that human potential movement, all that hippie stuff like mm. metaphysics mm. and Buckminster Fuller was a really big influence. Um, they were very good friends, actually. Mm. So, yeah, we got to meet these incredible mm. teachers and then meanwhile, we didn't know that the, all these big accounting firms like PwC, KPMG, Capgemini, Ernst & Young, mm. like they're all using this, uh, this methodology. They all have this particular part of their business, accounting firms mm. that use MG Taylor. And there's a big network of MG Taylor practitioners mm. around the world. So 
pretty yeah. pretty pretty incredible awesome yeah. i wanted to ask you guys as well because i know uh, you guys do logos as well for clients and yeah. that type of thing how important it is to have a logo and if someone doesn't have a logo like what would they look in when they when they need a logo what's the process for it that's a good question like technically you don't need a logo <laughs> you don't really um you know do like just going back to the example earlier is like do tribes have logos they don't have logos but you can identify them from a distance you can go oh there's one of those you know people mm. from that place mm. that and you know something about them just by but just by their appearance right mm -hmm. so logos are kind of like they're very you know in today's world you do you, need, you do need a logo but there's a lot of there's you know even uh your friend uh company IMG right they don't have like an actual logo or something they have a logo they, yeah, they got like multiple logo. you know like so it's not like it's a type it's more like a type it's not a logo mark but yeah. they have a, t a type but yeah. I guess the point is it's that um you know you can have a logo like Apple or you can have a logo that's really um kind of interchangeable or dynamic depending on your purpose and your mm. mission and and your your core values mm. and your belief system and how you want to be perceived so you know for us it's like the logo is is one part and in today's world you know you need you need a logo like you know for your whatever you're making or on your website or whatever or a name or something mm -hmm. um but really logos come from originally branding is from farming when they would just brand their animals with a brand a mm. cattle you know a cattle brand so you could identify whose mm. farm that belongs to that cow or that that herd of animals or whatever so really that's like the beginning of a logo and then now well now that's a logo where that was then called a brand and now a logo is a part of your brand and a brand is something much broader than your logo so um, you know, your question is do you need a logo or how do you go about it yes you need a, a logo but it's it's not just it doesn't don't just think about your logo your brand is so much more than your logo it's really uh everything it's it's your reputation it's how you uh you know are perceived it's it's yourself it's like how you express yourself is your brand through your language through you know your colors or your type or whatever it is the actual um actions you take within your business the kind of industry you're in you know it all and again it all just comes back to your purpose that really should be driving all these things so um we and, and that's how we approach it you know we design logos like we've designed mm. plenty of logos but usually we're designing uh you know, cultural transformations or identity transformations mm -hmm. that tap into the brand and then have a logo as part of that, that, mm -hmm. you know, execution. So, yeah, cool. What has been the hardest part of the journey? What, where, since you guys became creative entrepreneurs, like what, what was the hardest roadblock besides like, I'm guessing your part, your founding partner leaving, like what has been a part of the journey that you were both looking at each other like, holy shit, are we going to make it I, out of this? <laughs> I mean, that, that goes in waves too. I mean, obviously COVID was a massive hit to us because we were doing a lot of work in person mm -hmm. and we, you know, we, we were working on big design forums in person, wheeling in mobile environments and traveling. traveling yeah doing a lot of traveling and and then obviously things changed but it ended up for the better because we were very lucky through our connection to our network and and teachers who were very much at the forefront of of this world of, of design and transformation mm -hmm. who then started going into uh you know 
online events. So we basically learnt a whole new modality around. Mm-hmm. You know, we basically had to turn everything to a t- TV studio. So, th- so that was a that was a big, I think, challenge that mm-hmm. we overcame and actually ended ended up for the better in the end. It was mm-hmm. we've we've become stronger from it. Uh, but I think another one was probably social media and like trying to like putting ourselves out there because mm-hmm. social media was something that we didn't really invest in. Like we mm-hmm. should have, we knew we should have. We we talked mm-hmm. about it so often, even from early on, mm-hmm. we tried different things, but we just, we would do something and then we would get scared and we wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't actually well, put ourselves. you wouldn't prioritize it. And the fear would probably drive why it's not prioritized at the top of the list, you know, like the, mar- the, the content, you know, we, cause we've just got this crazy, like we've only told you a little bit today, but we've got like so much over the eight years, you can imagine how many stories there are in versions. And it's like, we don't really have the, um, the track left behind us on the social media platforms that we could have mm. and we're really diving into that now so totally back that like and i always say that like now it's you know in the world that we're moving into now where content is just like if you're not making content like you know you're, you're, you're talking yeah. about this more than anyone it's yeah. like what are you what are you doing and the mm. more we just keep going in this direction this world becomes more and more digital and social platforms yeah. are just keep evolving you know look yeah. at what's happened with all these these platforms twitter and tiktok and everything just keep mm. and, and instagram reels and everything mm. just keeps keeps changing and evolving and and it's a great tool for businesses to mm. connect and mm. and and find find your people find your clients which which solves so many other problems mm. if you're not doing it you know because when you're yeah. not doing that you're kind of like that's when you're all in these, an echo chamber of yeah, nothing like chamber. no one knows what you're, you're doing inconsistent yeah. with clients you, you don't know where your next one's going to come from you know people don't perceive you as an expert because they haven't they just haven't seen you talk enough you know yeah. so it's like we're really getting more and more invested in that now but but i think also just stress in general is mm-hmm. a big challenge with running a business mm-hmm. um it's also like you said it's a motivator it's yeah. A motivator, yeah but, but it is but it's like you got to manage it mm. you got to manage your stress you know because there's so many um things you can grab at that can relieve your stress temporarily but they're probably not the things that are going to help you in the long run um, yeah the, the, the a good example for that is like uh, i started dentistry right and back then they taught us like you know when you have toothache you you can do certain things to alleviate the pain the pain but that's not really going to solve the problem you actually need to get in the tooth and and you know fix it so it's the same thing for business and things like that there's things that will generate pain but until the pain is strong enough yeah you won't do something about it so when you get clever and you're like wait I don't need for this thing to become more, add more stress to my plate. I'm already too full. I can just fix it right now before it becomes bigger. Yeah. Yeah. But even one level further, you know, that's a symptom. Mm -hmm. A toothache or like a hole in your tooth is a symptom of some systemic problem. Mm. Eating too many sweets, not brushing Mm. your teeth. Yes. Grinding your teeth or like whatever it is. So it's like, okay, well then why am I, why am I doing those things? You know, Mm. it's like, so, so even then, you know, getting yep. deeper into actually working out yeah the root mm. cause no yes. pun intended but like yeah. of what's actually, <laughs> yeah. what's actually going on yeah no totally and totally. you look at like the most successful i guess the people that i regard as the most successful from for me people that i you know look towards aspirationally have their business they're good at business mm. but it doesn't end there you know they're, mm. they've got their health together they've got their yeah. family together yeah. they're not looking like they've been up 
all night and, and just got a massive cup yeah. of coffee in their hands. It's like, you know, cause it's, and I think earlier when I was younger, it's like, you know, you'd idolize this, the success or like of, of the business side of things. But then when you start moving through it, you're like, Oh, okay. None of that really matters. Like your health is number one yeah. and, and, and your relationships. Yeah. And then if you can get those together, then your business is going to get better yeah. anyway. So it's like, you know, just really, um, looking after yourself and, and constantly evolving as like, you know, we're always, um, doing like even right now we're on a cleanse. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you just got to keep, keep like, cause mm-hmm. it's so, so quickly everything can unravel. You know, if you mm-hmm. get really busy, you got to yeah. go traveling, yeah. you start eating shit, you have a few bad yeah. sleeps and then next minute you're, you're stressed, you know, yeah. and it's not yeah. healthy. You're in the, on the unhealthy yeah. end of the spectrum and you, and you haven't trained and, and all these yeah. things start to fall apart. And so it's like always just being proactive and, and, and yeah. fine tuning yourself um, to be at your best, you know, Very performance and, yeah. have, and have enjoy the process. Yeah. So you're not just reactive in um, living this life where you're just like, gosh, like it's just so hard, you know? Yeah. I was, I was talking to one of my best mates recently and we, have our lives in order you know everything is in order but we're not millionaires that's the one thing but i told him like i i like i don't care how long it takes i have a goal of when i wanted to have it before 35 but i'm prepared for a long game you know if it doesn't happen for 10 years 20 years whatever i'm here for the entire journey you know but every other area of my life, I stay on top of it. You know, I don't want to become a millionaire tomorrow and be overweight, unattractive, no. <laughs> with no friends, you know, not being able to defend myself or anyone around me, not being wise, not being articulated, like not having any status, maybe not even an influence. Like, why would I want that million? That million is, is, is money is just an amplifier. It's just a tool and an amplifier. So if you're a dork you're gonna be a massive dork you know if, if you're a legit savage and someone that has his life together you're gonna be you know someone that is gonna actually make a difference in the world because then people will look at you and be like you know what that's a role model i want to be like that guy he's fit he's smart he's wise he has a strong network you know he makes money he has good relationships so like to me the way i see it is like you have to pay attention to every area of life i think for me i like now is that i realize like okay finance is the one that i need to give my attention to but for over 20 years i've been working on my fitness on my health on my mind and and it's a constant progress you know you can always get better so i you can't never look at you and be like yeah i'm done i'm the fittest i can be i'm the smartest i can be i'm 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 such a legend i just need the money no you need to always like at the same time you're pursuing whatever you're lacking in your life because for some people it might be they like they have the money but they're completely unathletic or they're unhealthy so yeah. they have to now get in line with that so yes yeah, so. bill gates is a good example of that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so and and always remember as well it's easy to go in places like social media and, and look at someone and he's like fuck that guy has everything you know he's fit he's tall he has girls where he has money i guarantee you there's an area of his life that he's working on you just don't know about it he doesn't show about it or, or it's it's just a fallacy you know it, it's all for shows whatever yeah. so just focus on your own journey and analyze every aspect of your life and see where do i need to work on where am i lacking and just get to work that's it um what's the best advice you have ever received 
each one of you? Gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a big question. Advice. In here, we make the guests think. Yeah. It's one of my goals. Make humans think for themselves. I think for me, the, the thing that just first comes to my mind, and it's been something that I've, I've been working on a lot, particularly over the last couple of years, is, uh, is trusting yourself to like really, like cause when you're talking about explaining this, this person you're just explaining, you know, like it has all these areas of their life together and they're strong and you know, it's like a lot of that is, is really trusting yourself and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and listening to your intuition and, and, and cause the more I learn to trust myself with all in so many areas of life, you know, and it's like, it's, it's everywhere, you know, all these little things, the more fun you have and the more you're you, you know, so there's, and it's a very complicated process, like self-discovery and self-development. You know, there's so many parts, you know, first coming, you know, finding a purpose and coming up with a dream, a vision. And then it's like, okay, that's great. I know these things. And then it's mm. like, how do you then, you know, then you've got to get out there and actually back yourself and, mm. and get, get to work, you know, mm. and you can struggle through that process if you're not um, fully, I guess, just in trust with yourself. Um, and you can still be really successful, but it might be a really painful process getting there. Mm -hmm. um, or you still have, you know, insecurities and things that you're, you're still, you know, trying to work out. Um, but when you're kind of really just tapped into like that really, you know, essence of who you are, mm. things just things just flow and everything's fun and, and easy. So I feel like it's just, yeah, learning to trust yourself and it's a, it's a process for me anyway. Mm. I think for me, I mean, there's a few, I've had some really amazing teachers. I've got like, there's probably heaps of things, but I think um, something that I think is really valuable is around this whole idea around knowledge and um, our teacher Matt talks about it, this, this idea of this pyramid of knowledge, you know, and, and constantly, because we just take on things all the time that we, we hold to conviction that are truth mm -hmm. we think they're truth mm -hmm. and then that forms the reality that we live in mm -hmm. so and sometimes these things are really sneaky and they just kind of you know slip in there mm -hmm. and then they form your reality so then you end up looking through these lens of all these things that you think are you have conviction that are truth mm -hmm. and so you know i think that it's wise to constantly be evaluating Mm -hmm. your beliefs mm -hmm. and what you know to be true and be open to exploring other de other ideas and how you even came to even have that belief. Yes. You know, was it a first-hand experience? That's yes. level one on the period of knowledge. You've actually experienced it. Was it a layer two? Was it something that maybe, you know, someone close to you or it was peer-reviewed mm -hmm. or it's reasonable to assume that it's true? Mm -hmm. Or is it a layer three? Is it something that you just saw you know, on the, on the news or, or whatever, especially in this age of media. Yes. Because, um, what does Matt say? He goes, you know, it's, um, it's reasonable to believe that Ronald Reagan was, was president because at that time it would have been very difficult to fake a presidency in the White House. It would have mm -hmm. just been so difficult to do that. Mm -hmm. But this age of media where we've got you know videos and deep fakes and all you know movie <laughs> sets and all this kind of stuff that's going on and very you know powerful agendas mm -hmm. and it's like you know 
we need to be a bit more discerning around our belief systems mm-hmm. and what we what what lens we're viewing the world from yeah that i think that's a key one that's yeah. very important like understanding that everything you think you know and the reality through which you perceive the world is your own little world and you have to break it apart and see okay why do i think the things i think of you know why why do i think that becoming a millionaire is impossible you have to break that yeah. apart who to, who told you it was impossible you know who yeah. told you that you're you're not deserving of it because you're a Vene- from a venezuela you know a big part of it is the is the self beliefs too like you yeah. know, there's the external beliefs and then it's like what you've told about yourself of what's what's possible and yeah. who you are is all just totally open yeah. open for interpretation too yeah. you've made those choices from reactions to things that have happened to you but yeah. that's not actually decisions it, you've killed all other options around what how you see things you get yeah. tunnel vision you know yeah. if you do that you can't really see what's around but yeah. but um it, i had a, a perfect example of this the other day i was walking past this place in just just back here in Cooley like it's a nice we live in an amazing oh, like place as right? good as it gets yeah. right so so I was walking past this house and there's like this lady there and this house is just like trash everywhere like yeah. you know just the house you could just see was like a f- yeah. f- full of shit and there's just like broken trampolines you know probably dead dogs and shopping trolleys and all yeah. sorts of stuff outside the, the house meanwhile the neighbor's house is beautiful it's across the road from these tennis courts and I'm like and I'm like, hello. She goes, hello, welcome to the ghetto. And I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, welcome to the hood. Yeah. I'm like, but, but it's just obviously her mindset. Meanwhile, yeah. she's living in this beautiful neighborhood. And yeah. like, but her house was like that. Trash, you know? yeah. So I'm like, wow, I took a photo. I'm like, I have to, this is just a, such a great example of like mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to switch to an abundance mindset yeah. for sure. And and yeah, that that's, that's, and environment yeah. how how much environment environment is the, yeah. well, well you we create our environments and then the environments that we create create us mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's like if you want to change something in your life the best thing you can do is change your environment that's why when we do these sabbatic company sabbaticals and design shops and things like that we actually purposely build environments yeah. for the work so it's all part of the the feedback loop i i i'm I'm very surprised about that because now that I'm thinking, you know, that house is surrounded by just gorgeous yeah. houses and, and wonderful people all around and whatever. And this person doesn't want to change. So it's the same. The same works for people like you can surround. If you want to get to the next level, you need to find people that are are doing the things that you want to be doing at the next level. You need to surround with those people. So if I want to become a blue belt, I need to start training with blue belts and understand that new level, right? Yeah. In, in jujitsu. But then it will only happen if I actually want to change. If I actually want to level up, because then guess what? I can always quit. Yeah. I can stop showing up to the gym. I can stop putting the effort and then never get my blue belt. It's the same thing for business. It's the same thing for this lady in the house. At some stage in her journey, she was like, fuck it. Like, um, yeah. uh, this is just not possible or whatever. Or she gave up and, and she's like, you know what? I don't even need to take care of my house or anything. You know, it's fuck the ghetto it. anyway. Yeah, it's the ghetto anyway. So, so now it's, it's that's wi- crazy. Yeah. Willingness. What you're talking about is willingness. You need mm-hmm. to be willing. Yeah. Without yeah. will, it's not going to happen. Change yeah. won't happen. Yeah. You, you're in, then you're in resistance. Yeah. 
Tell and it's it's so complicated all this stuff like we've had at length conversation re- recently around this you know just the the trauma and the and the complications that exist in the world right now mm-hmm. and it seems to be just compounding especially mm-hmm. after things like lockdowns and kids not going to school and yeah. know, all these psycho- very deep psychological you know um disruptions to people's lives mm-hmm. on top of what's already going on mm-hmm. and um you know it's just it's it's crazy but it's like yeah you need to you need to to go on that hero's journey and mm. and, and challenge your beliefs look yeah. you know look outside look inside um and get in tune with with why you're here to be able to to be able to be at um you know being in, in your power and doing your thing rather mm. than the world just triggering everything within yeah. you and you're just living by by a product of this crazy you know context yeah um so yeah now now what's the worst advice you have ever received uh get a job yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say the same quit don't do it don't do it and i would always be like nah i'm doing it <laughs> uh, get a job why is that uh, the worst advice you've ever received? I, don't, i don't know maybe, maybe it's good advice but um uh <laughs> gosh you know it's just like what are you gonna do i i can't i would not be able to hold a job anyway i'm too opinionated i reckon i'd get fired straight away but um but you're not on your own you're not driving your own ship when you've got when you when you're on it when you have a job okay fair mm-hmm. enough if you're aligned like with somebody and you're aligned with their purpose mm. great you know that's 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 also a, a good thing to do mm. you know you jump on board with their purpose um and work as a team that's fine but like i think when you're driving you're going through this journey you're going through this journey of discovery of mm. yourself and the challenges that you're facing you're developing as a person mm-hmm. you know so i think getting a job would be would be nice you know you're comfortable you've got a mm. bit of like um, security and yeah. safety and whatever and that seems that seems nice but i think you kind of miss out on on the adventure of your full potential the, the, the journey you know yeah. but you can still get that in an organization obviously mm. if you're aligned wow. and you can, you can learn a lot of lessons what oh, i was just trying to remember a saint paul check says about that it's like oh he talks about goals but um he goes if you or, or dreams he goes if you don't have a dream of your own you're work, you're you're just it's like you're you're, you're, you're working for someone else's dream whether yeah. you like whether you know it or not <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah exactly so yeah. it's like if you're you know whether your dream is it depends on what your dream is but if your dreams to you know if if you're in a job and you hate it and and that's what you're doing and you're going to work resentful every yeah. day and you know that you have some more in you to mm. do something this yeah. dream you've had yeah. but you're not doing it it's like you're just you know yeah. what are you doing it's like yeah. but if you know like Rick is saying if you're totally fulfilled and you're able to pull up your own little speedboat onto this other company's yeah. ship and yeah. drive it together learn it's a, a bit and, story. and make some networks and i mean like not do what we did by like starting a business with yeah. no portfolio but it's like uh, same um, thing you know same thing. True, just yeah. being true like true to yourself like because for us it's like that's the journey we took we yeah. we, we went the, the kind of hard route yeah. i guess in a way yeah. like you know there could have been in hindsight you know many other ways to go but we yeah because now you know better at the yeah. time what we knew and what we have like the the views we had on ourselves and our beliefs then it was like all right we're going we're going like this right now yeah that, that links with the next question which is what are three pieces of advice you will give to young creative entrepreneurs 
to make their lives and and the business journey easier. Gosh, easier. Get a coach. Mm-hmm. Get coaching. Get somebody somebody that's done it already. Have them or a mentor. Mm-hmm. But some you need you need that perspective of some somebody that um, is going to help you process your decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's that's a big one. Maybe don't don't wait before you start documenting. You know, yeah, document yeah. and yeah. share from the very beginning. Bring people on the journey. Yes. Tell the story. It yeah. might evolve. The business might change. Start working on your personal brand early on, I think, as well, like yeah. as part of that. Yeah. Because I think that's something that I wish we did. Like if mm-hmm. we'd had eight years of our own stuff on like our own personal Journey. brands yeah. we would have just been a, in a completely different place mm. yeah. to what we are now but um yeah and it's one. and that ties into like sharing what you're learning because i think a lot of people me included perfectionism stops people from creating and perfection is the is um you know the enemy of progress so it's mm. like needing and gary v talks a lot about this stuff it's like needing for the ideal moment and the best camera equipment and all Mm -hmm. the good bells and whistles in order to start your journey or be an expert in a field, Mm. you don't need to do that. You actually just need to be transparent and document your process of of your evolution because that's what people, that's what people resonate with. When you, you know, I was talking about this um, yesterday with, with a friend, it's like with an artwork, you know, an artist, you see the end painting and yeah, it's a great, painting but when you see what's gone into the painting mm. the sketches the learnings what's on their bookshelf what mm. are they reading it's like oh that's really where you get inspired and you mm. see the see what how that painting came to be yeah. so it's just like yeah just 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 getting into it and not letting any excuse kind of stop you yeah don't let other people try and tell you what's best for you either just just stay true to your to yourself and give it a go mm-hmm. and you might fail a few times but you you might going. not you will fail a yeah. few times so just embrace failure 100%. that's the, yeah that's the biggest thing like embrace failure as soon as you do that and you see failure as part of the game that you're gonna take some shots and you're gonna miss that's completely fine someone yeah. gave insane stats about kobe bryant tiger woods and you know miguel cabrera and all these massive sports legends of how many shots they took whether it was from basketball mm. soccer golf whatever sport you can think of they took thousands millions of shots more than the average player and they that's the difference that's why they score more that's why they became such such yeah entity you know successful human they also had great coaches yes as well yeah no i think i think you guys were spot on on those advices like 100 percent get a mentor i wish myself i i got someone earlier on the journey like i even tell you know a uh, the guy that's working with me like man do you just having access to someone like me right now that, that's exactly what i needed when i was your age you know yeah. i would have been who knows where by this stage um so yeah guys i love this conversation we're gonna have to do a second round if people want to know more about you or get in touch or even listen to your podcast because uh, i forgot to mention but we're producing the podcast for them as well design and purpose um where where can they find you uh they can find us on 
online, obviously our website, wordplaystudio.com. They can find us on social media at wordplaystudio on Instagram. We've also got our podcast at Design on Purpose on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, what else? Personals. Personal at Rick's Lee. At Tom Cat with triple T on the Tom and the Cat. I <laughs> 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 always wonder how to explain that. And um, and what about the Purpose Accelerator? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk to us about it. Talk to us yeah. about it. Do you want to go for it? Well, it depends when this episode's getting released. It's probably a few weeks off, right? Um, it's like three weeks, yeah, roughly. That's, that's cool. Anyway, but um, we're going to be running these these sorts of things. Uh, probably from now on in, in some sort of um, uh, sequence. But um, we've got the first Purpose Accelerator. It's an eight-week uh, online intensive for entrepreneurs or small business owners, um, or it could even be people that are just starting out on their journey uh, mm. that really want to invest in discovering their purpose, mission, mm. vision, and values. values. And mm. that's sort of the first step of the eight weeks, maybe mm. um, the first sort of half or third. And then we also move into some more um, action-based stuff too around do, um, building a strategy on top of that yeah. foundation of mm. your, your purpose, mission, vision. Messaging, working out your offerings, yeah, even like offerings. we could even get into start de- some deliverables like wireframing websites yeah. and mm-hmm. just kind of, it's going to be emergent. So we're going to yeah. help people along Content the journey. Pillars, mm. you know, yeah. Brand identity stuff, just really offload and, and uh, or um, share, yeah. you know, our knowledge and and um, like you're saying, like having in, in that kind of way where you wish you knew somebody at, in that point in your life where you yeah. need access to all this information, yeah. um, we're gonna just give it give it all to whoever uh, takes part in the accelerator. Um, we love. What we do, we love working with entrepreneurs and creatives. Um, a lot of the work we do that we'll be doing in the accelerator is what we do for big organisations. Like, yeah. so it's a great opportunity to yeah to get to get access one on one or in a group environment with Rick and myself, and and also work together with entrepreneurs. So there's going to be a group of people, mm-hmm. um, a small group, and it would just be a great opportunity to learn and share and, and uh, network a little bit too. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, guys, make sure to follow them and support them and join the purpose accelerator. If, if that's something that will help you right now in your journey and don't forget to follow us at the creative grid on every social platform. I'm at nail for life and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye for everyone. You, you, how's that? <laughs> <laughs> was good. Good. Boom, boom. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Very stoked. Very stoked, guys. Happy we did this. Yeah.